0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year long journey, reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1493. Oh, my Jesus, from the moment I gave myself completely to you, I have given no thought whatsoever for myself. You may do with me whatever you like. There is only one thing I think about, that is, what do you prefer? What can I do, O Lord, to please you? I listen and watch for each opportunity. It matters not if I am outwardly judged otherwise in this matter. January 15, 1938 Today, when the sister, about whom the Lord warned me, came to see me, I armed myself spiritually for battle. Although it cost me much, I did not depart one bit from what the Lord had commanded. But when an hour had gone by and the sister made no move to go, I interiorly called upon Jesus to help. Then I heard a voice in my soul saying, Do not fear. I am watching you this very moment, And I'm helping you. In a moment, I will send you two sisters who are coming to visit you, and then you will find it easy to continue the conversation." At that moment, two sisters entered, and then the conversation was much easier, even though it lasted for still another half hour. Oh, how good it is to call on Jesus for help during a conversation! Oh, how good it is, during a moment of peace, to beg for actual graces. I fear most of all this sort of confidential conversation. There is need of much divine light at times like this in order to speak with profit, both for the other person's soul and for one's own as well. God, however, comes to our aid, but we have to ask him for it. Let no one trust too much in his own self. January 17th, 1938. Today, since early in the morning, my soul has been in darkness. I cannot ascend to Jesus, and I feel as though I have been forsaken by him. I will not turn to creatures for light, because I know that they will not enlighten me if Jesus wills to keep me in darkness. I submit myself to his holy will and suffer. Still, the struggle is becoming more and more desperate. During Vespers, I wanted to unite myself with the sisters through prayer. When I went, in my thoughts, to the chapel, my spirit was plunged into even greater darkness. Total discouragement came over me. Then I heard Satan's voice. See how contradictory everything is that Jesus gives to you. He tells you to found a convent, and then he gives you sickness. He tells you to set about establishing this feast of mercy While the whole world does not at all want such a feast, why do you pray for this feast? It is so inopportune. My soul remained silent, and by an act of will continued to pray without entering into conversation with the spirit of darkness. Nevertheless, such an extraordinary disgust with life came over me that I had to make a great act of the will to consent to go on living And again, I heard the tempter's words, ask for death for yourself tomorrow after Holy Communion. God will hear you for he has heard you so many times before and has given you that which you asked of him. I remained silent and by an act of will, I began to pray or rather submitted myself to God, asking him interiorly not to abandon me at this moment. It was already 11 o'clock at night and there was silence all around. The sisters were all asleep in their cells, and my soul alone was struggling with great exertion. The tempter went on, Why should you bother about other souls? You ought to be praying only for yourself. As for sinners, they will be converted without your prayers. I see that you are suffering very much at this moment. I am going to give you a piece of advice on which your happiness will depend. Never speak about God's mercy, and in particular, do not encourage sinners to trust in God's mercy because they deserve a just punishment. Another very important thing, do not tell your confessors, and especially this extraordinary confessor and the priest in Vilnius, about what goes on in your soul. I know them, I know who they are, and so I want to put you on your guard against them. You see, to live as a good nun, it is sufficient to live like the others. Why expose yourself to so many difficulties? Here, St. Faustina surrenders herself completely to Jesus and says that he can do with her as she wishes. He wishes. She only wants to do his will. Then, St. Faustina meets the sister who Jesus had warned her about, she was not going to innocently ask Faustina's opinion about things. She was more like the Pharisees trying to trap Jesus. So Faustina armed herself for spiritual battle. She spoke to the sister for about an hour, and it was very difficult to be careful, to obey all that Jesus asked her to do. Uh, and then finally, she asked Jesus to be with her, and Jesus promises to help her. She spoke with the sister for uh, another half hour but only after Jesus had sent two sisters to join the conversation and it became much easier. Then Faustina writes about how good it is to call on Jesus in our time of need. She warns us to not rely too much on our own strength. We need his help. She then writes a feeling like she is in darkness abandoned by Jesus. She surrenders herself to Jesus' holy will and endures the suffering Um, She goes into the chapel in spirit to pray. She's in her room, uh, and things unfortunately get worse. Satan tries to tempt her to stop praying, to stop helping others, to stop revealing her soul to her confessors and her spiritual directors. He phrases it in such a way that things would get easier for her if she followed his suggestions. But Faustina remains silent. She doesn't enter into dialogue with the evil one. She prays and asks for God's help. She was even tempted to go against God's will, to ask the Lord to come, to to let her die, come to the end of her life. She's probably even tempted to suicide. And in the next podcast, we'll hear how things turned out. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast dot org.